0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: All right, welcome aboard, Dennis Stuckey and uh, Brady Uh, Beaton. uh And uh, right off the, uh, the top, want well, to apologize, um, was planning on going to Petoskey on Saturday. Had the car packed and everything. Uh, and then uh, my stomach decided to unpack. Hmm. Uh, and I got uh, like 24-hour flu kind of a thing. And, and you were... Uh, hunkered down that was hunkered down for the weekend so i missed another route by the bearcats well we'll talk about the game we also did
2: a little research about how unprecedented this run might be and if they can finish off a state championship in a strong manner then yeah dennis we're gonna have what could be a historically great season
1: yeah um, we'll talk about that and uh, and some more because uh, they were playing hockey over the weekend, and uh, yeah, we're we're getting close to Thanksgiving uh, too. So I want to start thinking about, this week, like turkey and stuff. Those are always good. I I, I promise I won't bring up food the rest of the <laughs> broadcast. All right, all right. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice.
2: Marysville.
0: For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at sheridanagency.com. If you're not listening to Get Stuck on sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: And you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady and the Ugly Bearcats did it again. This time in the snow, Because we should set this up in in Petoskey. The field was covered in snow. Basically, they shoveled off the goal lines, and they shoveled like every 20 yards. Right. So in the snow, it took Ubley nine seconds to score in the semifinals. I mean, did you expect anything different? Well, I mean, come on. It's the semifinals. So that we go about the regional finals. I expect that a, a, a team in the semifinals... Can hold their opponent off the board for longer than nine seconds. But, hey,
2: uh, Iron Mountain scored just the third touchdown in the first half against Ubley this year. They made it 14-7 to after a quarter, and you thought, all right, maybe this will be somewhat of a game, and no, thank you. It wasn't. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, Ubley rolls to a 41-14 win. Never got um, to running time. N- no, which I believe is the first time this season they have not had running time in a football game. Which is
2: ridiculous. And it was because they missed an extra point.
1: Um, I, was, it, was it? No, I, they, go they, wouldn't for two. Have, they
2: wouldn't have gotten there anyways. Yeah, they would have. or I, Would they not have? Yeah, they would have in the third quarter. They would have. They went up. Oh, you're right. They wouldn't have.
1: You're right. I was doing bad math. That's all right. Um, I do bad math all the time. Uh, they uh, Good math here. They outrushed um, Iron Mountain 421 to 51 in this football game. Now, Iron Martin Mountain had some success throwing the ball. I think they had 170 yards through yep. the air. Uh, 10 for 20 for 172.
2: But the guy we were worried about, uh, number four that we saw, who just did everything for them, uh, had four, or three carries for four yards. Yeah. And did not have a catch. And
1: this is the thing. Evan Prusky, who had 8 million yards in the regional, had like four yards in this game. <laughs> well, it's because Mark
2: Heilig had 18 carries for 202 and three touchdowns, and Aiden Makoviak had 11 carries for 144. Both of them averaged a first down a carry. They combined for six touchdowns, and Ubley went to Potosky, took care of business,
1: and came back home. Yeah, and it was Heilig in the first half and Makoviak in the second half. So the the they kind of did it that way. Where it was a lot of Heilig 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 Heilig, and then they went a lot of Makoviak, Makoviak, Um, and it it was a formula that worked out. Um, and again, because we kind of get caught up in in all the the offense, but Iron Mountain scoring 14 points like that's the what the second most that at least given up in a game this season. Yeah, their defense has been stupid good. Everything about
2: them has been stupid good. And again, it wasn't, before when we were talking about this game, it wasn't any disrespect to Iron Mountain. They're a really good football team. Ubley's just elite. Like, there's no other way to put it. Ubley is on another level. They do this to a bunch of really good teams. Harbor Beach, uh, Lutheran Seminary, Fowler, now Iron Mountain are on the tombstone of Ubley just as they walk through and end team
1: seasons. So, just in the playoffs now, They've won four games, Brady. They've attempted two passes. And neither of them hit
2: the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of 1940s football is that? But it works. So, and so pretty really much you know what's coming, and you cannot stop it. Right. You know that they are going to run the ball. And in three of the games, they haven't thrown the ball. And they haven't been held to, what, less than 41 points, I believe, was their lowest against Iron Mountain. Yeah, 41. Yeah. They, they were a touchdown shy of what they normally do.
1: Yeah, 49, 49, 49, and 41 in their four-playoff games.
2: Yeah, they were slacking. Their game against Iron Mountain ties their worst offensive output of the season.
1: I mean, think about that. 41
2: points is your worst offensive game of the season. Yes. You've never scored less than six touchdowns. It's stupid. It's not fair. It's not and you've fair. never
1: given up more than two.
2: Right. You've and that's happened three times, and both of those to, two of the three times, uh, those touchdowns or all three of the times really came in garbage time, came when the game was
1: well decided. So th- they beat Nouvelle forty nine to six. Nouvelle, not the team this year that they've been in the past, but no,
2: this is a program. Still a pl- that's a playoff game. You win forty nine to six, but hey, first round blowouts happen. Nothing surprising. We we saw a seminary. They were a good team,
1: forty nine to fourteen, and it was over ten minutes into the game. Uh, Fowler over upsets 10. Beale City, unbeaten. who was a lot of people's favorite.
2: Yes, unbeaten had beaten Ubley a year before, and they come to Ubley, and the game's over in ten minutes.
1: And again, Iron Mountain. It takes them nine seconds to, to score. They're up fourteen to nothing on two possessions. But hey, at least
2: Iron Mountain got to the first quarter break and said, "All right, guys, we're only down a touchdown. We have a chance." And then they went to halftime yeah, and, and they went, got all right. Yeah, and then, we don't then have they a got chance. to
1: halftime and said, "Well, it was a nice bus ride, I guess."
2: Yeah, it's a. Oh, I hope there's not enough snow. Hopefully, the bridge doesn't get shut down.
1: On the other side is Ottawa Lake uh, Whiteford having a very similar season. <laughs> they destroyed Everest 44 to 6. I'm not surprised who won. I am surprised I by the 38. I think it break.
2: was close for a short while, but here's what Ottawa like Whiteford's done. They feel like they're having a season like Ubly. This I'm just going to go through here are the the scores they've had. 36-20, 38-32 18, 52-14, 48 nothing, 54-6, 68-6, 66-7. 50 to 14 30 to nothing 64 22 56 19 38 26 and 44 to 6 Ottawa Lake Whiteford has outscored opponents 638 to 158 this season that's I mean that's as close to Ubbly as you're going to get we're just looking at this real quick
1: uh 202 points in four playoff games they've scored
2: yeah they can they can score but their defense, again, I don't know if it's when these points are scored, but they've given up slightly more than, than uh, Ubley, and not that it's a ton. I mean, their most they've given up is 26, and that was against White Pigeon in the regional. So, Ottawa, like Whiteford's really good, and they don't really have a blemish we can look at and go, oh, yep, Ubley's decidedly better. But it's just Ubley's so damn
1: good, I can't say they're not. Boy, it's it's so hard because I'm just so biased towards Ubbly now. I know, and I'm sure people in the south part of the state are so biased towards Ottawa Lake-Whiteford. So uh, I'm I'm interested to to see what will happen here. This is the very first game of the finals, 10 o'clock Friday morning. Yeah, when you're waking up after your Thanksgiving coma,
2: you wake up and hopefully you're listening to, to this game and we're having a fun time with it. Brady will be there. I will be there. Um, it should be a, a heck of a game. Uh, I, I, I just I said this last show. I wish I could give you a little more analysis besides Ubley is just really damn good. Because that's all they are. That's all they are is amazingly good. Um and they have one more chance to finally grab that brass ring and finally
1: break through that ceiling. And I know we've, we've said it before, Brady, but, like, so everybody's going to look at the semifinal game and they're going to go, oh, Heilig's the guy. Makoyak's the guy. <laughs> and it'll be Prusky and Maurer in the finals because that's the way they've been doing it. Yeah, and
2: again, they've only had to throw two passes, and it's not as if Peruski's just a running back at quarterback either. If they got in situations where they needed to throw it, they could throw it.
1: Uh, and and again, playing, playing both sides of the ball. I mean, it, it's just stupid. He's a junior. This was his third straight semifinal game. This is twice to the finals in his first three years.
2: Yeah, he's having a career that is... Puts him in very rarefied air of players that are taking teams to multiple state finals, and they're not even a, they haven't even gotten their senior pictures taken yet. If
1: he played, <coughs> excuse me, if he played at Marine City, if he played at Northern, if he played at Marysville, if he played at any school like that, St. Clair, everybody would be asking us everywhere we go, how many offers does Peruski have? Where's Peruski going to go? Who's he going to sign with?
2: Right. I mean, he just finds ways to win games. He really just does. And and he's got talent around him. And Ubley has just been stomping their way through it. But again, Ottawa Lake-Whiteford hasn't had a game that's a one-possession game. Yet, they have been destroying teams. Their closest win uh, was against White Pigeon, a 12-point win and a 14-point win over Ida. That was all the way back in Week 2. So Ottawa like Whiteford feels like they have just as good of a chance as anyone else.
1: Again, I just go if if it's not this year, when is it ever gonna happen for Ubly? And I mean And I don't mean to put any undue pressure, you know, go have fun and try to win a a state title, do the best that you can. And now a
2: lot of those kids have been to Ford Field. They don't have to worry about the bright lights. This is a business trip for yeah. them. I think it's going to be like when you saw all the way back in week one when Grand Rapids Catholic Central went to the big house and they just it was another game for them. And, and not that Ottawa Lake Whiteford is going to be like, woo, Ford Field, but just the mentality Ubly's going to have.
1: No, they have a, actually the, their program has a state championship.
2: Right. So do you want some stats for Whiteford in their win over Clarkston Everest just yeah. to know what to expect? So they only threw three passes. They completed one for nine yards. Shea Ruddy, their quarterback, did that through the air, but on the ground is where he hurt Clarkston-Everest. 12 carries, 115 yards, four touchdowns. The other two scorers for Whiteford were Drew Nags, who had nine carries for 95 yards. That's a first down a carry and a score. And Hunter DeBar, nine carries for 55 yards. Jake Lott had nine for 60 as well. So they they can spread it out, too. That's four different guys that had... 50-plus yards rushing against an Everest team that we know is pretty good at stopping the run.
1: Or at least was. <laughs> well, I mean, the, they tried to. The first time around, they didn't have much luck with Hazen later. But uh, so, the second time around, they did a much better job. Yes, there. they did. So, it seems like you're going to have a,
2: a quick game at 10 a.m., so you're going to have to be up early. They like that because they're going to keep the state finals on schedule for at least a game. But... <laughs> I don't know, Dennis. Ubbly just seems like a freight train. And I've said it from like week two or three. They are hell-bent on going to Ford Field and leaving with that first title.
1: I hope so because, I mean, there, there's a part of me that no matter what happens here, I just look at this Ubley program and go, they deserve a lot of respect for for just – it's such a small little area. And they're just so consistently, again, we talk about, and, and I was just going to mention kind of looking at the other finals, you see the same teams mm-hmm. every year. But there's kind of a reason
2: for it. Right. Do you want to talk about real quick? Uh, I know they're not one of our teams, but what Frankenmuth did, I think, warrants at least a short discussion. Not only did they beat Detroit Country Day 38 nothing, Dennis, which in and of itself is impressive because Country Day is a program that's always there and always in the discussion. Not only did they beat them 38 nothing, but they didn't give up a first down. Yeah, that's really that re- remarkable. That has never happened in the state of Michigan before Saturday.
1: And, and it's not like they were playing an opponent that doesn't know how to tie their shoes. Right. This
2: is in a semifinal,
1: not a game that
2: you're playing a team that you're like, why are they even have a program? Why do they like? They're trying to have a season, and you're the best in the conference, and you just kind of like, all right, let's do this. No, this is against a team fighting for a chance to play for a state title, and not only do they not get a touchdown or any points, they don't get a first down. Frankenmuth is so damn good; <laughs> it's scary, and there are a reason why I call them the Angel of Death yeah. for our area.
1: Um, and I also want to tip my cap to the Flying G's of Gladwin.
2: Yes. Round of applause! Can you hit the button for the round of applause? <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> they knocked off Grand Rapids Catholic Central, and that made us happy when we saw yeah. that result.
1: That 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 did not uh, that did not break my uh, heart at all. Uh, seeing that, uh, especially after watching that first game, and, and you and you talked about it. Um, with, they came out onto the field at the big house like a bunch of robots. Right. It's like, I get it, but it's high school sports. And when all the emotion is sucked out of it and it's just business, hey,
2: it's worked for them. You want to go over just what the state finals are real quick for those that might not know? I'll just go through the divisions really fast. um. D one Caledonia is playing Belleville, which I don't know if you saw, but Belleville beat Cas Tech. They had that game on Bally Sports, yeah. and they went for two in overtime to beat yep. Cas Tech. Cas Tech was a team that like had to win their last game of the season to get into the playoffs. Again, they're a program always in it. D two Shocker Warren D. La back in the finals. They are playing Grand Rapids Forest Hills, um, and Forest Hills Central. Excuse me. Trying to get another state title. We're I think we're both rooting for Forest Hills in that game.
1: Yeah, I mean that's one of those ones where kind of hoping they get snowed out and don't even play the game. But if I've got to root for somebody, I'm rooting for Forest
2: Hills for a game that you want to watch. If you're just going to pick one state final game besides Ubly just to watch as a neutral observer, Muskegon and Martin Luther King play in D three. Yeah. That's going to one. be a hell of a clash between those two programs. Those are going to be there's going to be a lot of college athletes on that field. D four Grand Rapids South Christian and Goodrich ended up making the yeah, finals the Martians. after beating Freeland ten to nine in the district semifinals. They had to block a punt. Don't want to open any old wounds, but you look back at how that road went and you just went nah that week one if they. Just had a little better week. Maybe we'd be doing two games on Friday, just because <laughs> I know Goodrich is really good. I don't think they are head and shoulders better than some of the teams that we lost in round one. Yeah. Um. So it's Grand Rapids South Christian and Goodrich in D four, Division five. As we mentioned, Gladwin and Frank and Congrats Come on Gladwin. Yeah. C- congrats to the Flying G's. Can they knock off both of the the
1: superpowers in D five? Be the- closer for both those teams if they played that game in like. Bay City (laughs) right at Saginaw Valley
2: (laughs) yeah Um, at
1: Saginaw Valley that would be a closer travel
2: for them d6 is Grand Rapids West Catholic and Nagani. d7 will be Traverse City St. Francis and Jackson Lumen Christie. and d8 of course Ubley and Ottawa Lake Whiteford Dennis we did some research we'll do this after uh, the break just, just
1: real quick uh congratulations to Martin they beat Merrill by 50. Oh, I wanted
2: to talk about that next segment, too, about okay. how just Brown City might have been the second-best team in the state. They yeah. just weren't better than Martin.
1: And Powers North Central beat Menden 66-26. to 26. Uh, And, and it, if you've got nothing better to do someday, you're sitting at the desk at work and you're, and you're goofing off, go, go take a look at the, the scores of Powers North Central games in their history and especially what they do when they get to the championship game. It, they might. I, be I the think their lowest program, their lowest scoring championship game is like fifty six points or something like that. It's just filthy. Uh, anyways, yeah, we'll we'll take a quick break uh, and we'll we'll stay on the football topic here for a little while longer. Uh, it's the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast.
3: 2507520. on Port Huron Schools.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnsports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, welcome back. Ah, the, the, the things that uh, amuse us. Yes. Um, so Um we We're talking about Upley and their dominance, and I guess we could throw uh Ottawa Lake White Lake Whiteford onto onto this discussion as well, having seen what, what they've been uh, doing, but since 1999, that's as far back as we went cause well,
2: that's when the expanded play, the yeah. modern playoff format started, where 32 teams got in in each division, and we weren't going back all the way, so we figured that's a
1: good stopping point. So, 13 programs have actually run the table and never had a game closer than 10 points.
2: Yes we were just looking the barometer was did you go 14 and 0 or i guess if you had to buy 13 and 0 and never have a game that was decided by one score or less and there were not surprisingly the lower divisions had more than the the bigger divisions because Yes, is, is there a season more impressive when Kaz Tech has to play St. Mary's King twice, Detroit East English, and then go through the playoffs where they beat Dakota, Romeo, Rockford, and Davison all in a row? Yeah, that's more impressive, but just simply by the scoreboard, we wanted to see where they fell, and while Ubley has a chance to do something that not a lot of teams have done, And depending on what the score is, they might be one of the best ever in terms of small or largest margins of victory per game. And
1: there have been some impressive ones. Um, uh, We talked about it in 2006. The Menominee team gave up 44 points all season while scoring 539. Yeah, what was their closest game in that season? (laughs) Uh,
2: They had a 21-point win. So that was their closest, and again, there were a few. I believe Lowell in 03. Was that the Lowell team that had an absolutely dominant season? Uh, let me see. Lowell is on the list. 04. 04.
1: Yeah, they, what was the final uh, point differential You, for you didn't give it to oh. me for, for Lowell. Um, the, the ones that I have, Whittemore-Prescott, 558 to 80 in a season. What year was that? That was in 2000.
2: Uh, the low year I'm thinking of was 2004. They went 14 and 0 and outscored opponents
1: 663 to 88. Loyola had a year where they scored 684 points and gave up 124. That's impressive, uh, and and obviously all these teams won championships. Basically, ubley has got to have one more game where they win by. 10 points, and we can put them on the list. Right now, they have outscored opponents 631 to
2: 91. So they are right there with some of these all time great
1: teams. And there were some programs like Jackson, Lubin, Christie showed up, what, three times? Three times. times. Muskegon, Muskegon Catholic Central. Central was three times. And the other three time team was Farmington Hills, Harrison. Right, which isn't a school anymore. So a lot of the schools you expect. And
2: Dennis, of that list, there aren't that many public schools that have done it. No.
1: Nouvelle's on the list uh, twice. Um, who else is uh, on there? Loyola is a uh, is a Catholic school. Actually, I, I guess Reading, Whittemore, Prescott. The smaller schools do better. DeWitt, um, Muskegon. But then uh, is there a bad program in Muskegon? No. Like well, it, it's and Muskegon. if there is, they take turns. It's turn. Muskegon Catholic Central. It's Muskegon Oak Ridge. There had to be at least four different Muskegon teams that we looked at. Mona Shores. Mona Shores. um, And, of course, every Grand Rapids school is on this list at least once.
2: Right. So, a lot of them's private schools, but as far as public schools go, Ubley is going to be one of a very select group that, again, that's if they blow out Ottawa Lakes-Whiteford, then they have a – Opportunity to be on this list of just historically great, and and they don't
1: have to. I don't care if they win two to nothing, as long as they win. Right? There was a state (laughs) final that was three to two not too long ago. That was funny because you still get bitter about that.
2: Oh yeah, because it was in like 2017, and I had teammates that played for both Clarkston and West Bloomfield, and I would always tease them. I'm like, no, no, neither of you get a state title. It's three to two. It counts. It does, but it but there should just be like a sad state title compared to like the um, unity christian chelsea game last year where chelsea was down like 28 and came back to beat the highest scoring offense in state history that's a little that just it feels a little different <laughs> than 3 to
1: 2 yeah but but if you're you're chelsea you're sad about that game no they won that game oh i it mean was unity christian unity christian you're yeah. sad about that score
2: so yeah Ubley has a chance to become a one of what would you say 12 programs 13 13 so far. programs. And again, so does Ottawa like Whiteford. If they beat Ubly by double digits, they join that list. Um, I did want to talk just for a minute. You mentioned it before the break. Martin dominates Maryland, the state championship game. And I think it's safe to say Brown City's the second best team in eight-man Division One because they played with uh, Martin for a half. They had opportunities. Obviously, they didn't execute but for your first year in eight man to be arguably the second best team in the
1: state, it's a pretty damn good year. Now, obviously, there is some. Let, let's be honest; there is a little bit of separation. I mean, oh yeah, you know, I, Martin. Mart Martin is up at the top. Brown City's probably next, but but there's still several rungs down on the ladder. That's just how much Martin separated themselves from all the other teams that aren't like. The teams that are too big to be eight man teams. Yeah. Because they they did, Martin did lose games. Yeah, but they were
2: playing teams that had 300 kids in them. They were playing big schools that for some reason were playing eight man because they couldn't field a team of 11 man.
1: Which it happens.
2: So. No, uh, congratulations to Martin. They won up at the Uper Dome to nobody's surprise in and-
1: 74 to 24. But don't God, you I get, love eight man football. Don't you <laughs> feel a little
2: better if you're Brown City that you lost to them and then they go and just stomp on their opponent in the state finals because Well, I
1: look at it and go, well they only got 42 against us.
2: Yeah. So, all right, we know we're the second best and Martin's just another level. Like yeah. They could have played a hundred eight
1: man games against uh, all the teams in the
2: state and they would have gone a hundred 0
1: yeah well, well, when we talk about like the tiering system that yeah. you, you did earlier Ma- Martin's kind of on a tier by themselves right
2: now. yeah they are, are how I treated Ubley in d eight like yeah. there it's theirs to lose and it was and they didn't hopefully Ubly gives the same result, but like I said Dennis, all those programs we listed they're all. Really good programs. He had one or two random seasons where you could tell it was like a town that just had all the athletic kids at the same time and it came together. But, yeah, Ubley has a chance to be historically great. And, again, like you said, as long as they win a state title, I don't don't think they'll mind if they don't get to say, oh, we won every game by, well, 30-some points is the – 27 points is their smallest margin of victory. Yeah, Which I believe – if they win by 27 or more, would be the best season by that metric of all the teams we listed. Yeah. I think everyone else had at least one, like, 12- or 15-point
1: game. Well, there are several on the list that, that just snuck in. Uh, Ithaca is on here twice, but both seasons that they did it, they had a 10-point game. Right. Um, and, and there are a couple of teams that smoked everybody and then had a tight game in the finals, but won. So so they didn't quite make the list, but. All right, um,
2: we'll have, we'll get, dig and do some research and hopefully Wednesday we'll have an ugly extravaganza. Since they won, it seems like our basketball preview will be next week. Um, We have to tie up the loose ends with football, but hockey is being played right now and a couple games over the weekend didn't go exactly the way we wanted them to, but hockey's starting to get into full swing. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in just a moment.
1: Marysville.
3: pcsd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
1: For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at sheridanagency.com.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right. uh, Welcome back, uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady uh, Beaton. Let's uh, talk uh, to, uh, or let's talk, some high school uh, hockey now as uh, we're starting to get games in. It was kind of a, a busy uh, weekend. Um, Marysville and Northern each played a, a game. Uh, PH played a game. And uh, Thumb Legion and Anchor Bay each played two games over the weekend. Uh, let's start with Marysville because uh, I saw the, uh, the Vikings uh, play um, their first game, the uh, overtime loss. Uh, they had a 4-2 setback uh, at Wald Lake Western on Friday. And You're right uh, over no. there. This is like, this is. What are you doing? Defies <laughs> the laws of physics. <laughs> what are you doing? The court got tied up in a manner in which it's impossible. All right. Anyway, hockey. Hockey. All right. So Marysville lost to uh, Wald Lake Western 4-2. to two on uh, Friday to fall to 0-2 on um, the, the season. And uh, again, my only questions for the Vikings, because I, I, I think they're going to be a fairly strong team, but I think it might take them a few games to, to get it all figured out. Because what we know about them, we know their goalie is really good. We know their top line is really good. They're figuring out, what that second scoring unit is going to be. Um, and I don't dislike their defense, but they don't have a Mindsberg, a, a kid that's going to play 30 minutes a game and get you a couple points a night. Right. And, and he's the guy that on the power play, he kind of quarterback things, and he's the guy that could get the puck out of his own end up to Turner, up mm-hmm. to Noah Valley, up to Ben LaVallee. And get rushes started and get scoring chances created, and that's a big guy to lose. That's like losing your
2: lidstrom, yeah, and I think because defensemen don't always get the points that people that aren't as don't have their hands as deep in don't realize how big of a loss that might be uh, when you lose a player like that. and when you got some younger guys back there, you have to figure out how to how to
1: replace him, and you can't just replace a guy like that. It's really hard. (laughs) I mean, Donaldson played a lot in their first game, um, and he's a nice player, but, uh, again, it's hard. We're talking about a kid who had 40 points last year on the blue line. Right. That's in high school hockey where you're playing a 25-game season. That's a lot of points. Um, But – Kind of a work in progress for me for Marysville, but I think that they will get things figured out uh, here. Um, I was I was trying to look for some stats for the the game on the weekend, and I couldn't find any.
2: No, the the Marysville game couldn't get any.
1: Uh, but Northern played a game. Northern played a game, and we uh, we did get a, a look at that they played on Saturday against Gross Point South. Lost the game 6-4, to uh, four, uh, Brady, but were encouraged by the 4. Yeah, because
2: scoring was an issue for them a year ago. Um, they, it felt like if they won games, it was 2-1, to one, and if they really had a big night, it was 3-2. to two. But the problem is they give up the 6, and that was something they didn't do a whole lot of last year.
1: Well, again, we talked about it. Sheffer's gone. Yes. And um, Landon Baumgartner or Baumgardner, did play goal uh, for them. He was on the roster last year uh, as an underclassman, didn't get into any games. So uh, he had a lot of experience watching Logan Sheffer, right. practicing with Logan Sheffer, which is not a bad thing. But uh, he finally uh, gets under the, uh, the bright lights uh, there. Uh, and again, what are going to be the keys for Northern? They lost some guys on defense. Um. So these are the guys that I think have to come up big for Northern this year. Silas Clink, mm-hmm. he's going to be the offensive guy back there, head and the, assist, the, the the puck mover. Um. The other guys, the the guys that'll be the big bodies back there now are Nehemiah Barrett and uh, Easton Plater. Plater's got a little more experience than the other guys. Um. He's been there for a couple of years, whereas Clink uh, and and Barrett last year was their first years. Um, I was encouraged, too. We know that Bruno can score. Um, He was a good player last year, Um, so him getting a goal and an assist in this first game doesn't surprise me. Bryson Smith was a guy that was kind of in and out of the lineup last year, Um, and he comes up with two goals. And an assist. And and an assist, Um, so that was a good sign. Albert was another guy in and out of the lineup last year, and he had a goal and an assist. In this uh, first game, um, Tanner Scotcher with uh, two uh, assists, um, and the, there's some new faces. Um, I don't know anything about Steven Roberts. I don't know anything about uh, Paul Cheneau. Um but they, they bring back a lot, and they score four goals without Matt Graham, Tim Monahan, or um, Jacob Kerrigan, or Jack Bringard getting on the score sheet and those are guys that I think are going to score for them this year. Right, and you're going to get
2: a good look at all these teams at the Larry Manns this weekend, and you'll really have a good idea of what the early identity of these teams are by this time next week.
1: Yeah, and speaking of the Larry Manns, Anchor Bay will be there, and they got off to a real good start with a couple of wins. 8 nothing, they beat Troy, and 3-1 to they beat Utica over the uh, the weekend. They spread it out. They had a lot of different guys uh, score for them. Um, but again, they get such. I don't know where they find these goalies. I don't know mm-hmm. where where the goalies are coming from down in the Anchor Bay area. But they find goalies every year. Um, and they again, the the each goalie played this weekend. They don't have uh, uh, Danderand anymore. Thank goodness. But uh, David Gerling, who was there last year, got a shutout in his game. Uh, and Luke Christensen played the other game, and he only gave up uh, one goal against. Um, but the other thing, the, the, they made it easy on their goalies. Two games, they only gave up 34 shots. That's pretty good defensively. That's really good. That's it also s- helps when you probably have the puck a, a lot and you put, yeah. a,
2: put it in the net 11 times.
1: But I just I was kind of looking down their their roster here. They've got so many names that I recognize. From last year, so this is a team with some experience. Um, and then Thumb Legion, as Caleb Letner goes, usually the Thumb Legion goes. <laughs> Caleb Letner was going this weekend. Five goals, two assists, seven points in his first two games of the season. Had a power play goal, a short handed uh, goal, uh, and and he spent some time in the penalty box uh, too, uh, <laughs> just because. And they split a couple of uh, games, six to four, they beat Mount Pleasant, uh, and then they lost to Freeland six to two. The uh, next uh, day, I think they were up in a tournament. Um, and uh, the only other team, and we couldn't get any information, really. In fact, we weren't even sure if the Big Reds played. I had one schedule that says they went to Tawas, but that didn't happen. That's where they played the game, I believe. Okay. is They played uh,
2: Bay Area at Tawas and lost 10-1. to
1: And I saw a Big Red uh, practice last week before the Marysville game. Again, numbers is going to be an issue. Hopefully not. Hopefully there there's a cavalry coming, but
2: it's been an issue in the past, and hopefully it's not this year.
1: So let's take a look at the Larry Mans uh, tournament. By the way, Marysville is playing uh, Lance Cruz North tonight. I believe the game's at Mount Clemens, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe it's a seven thirty uh, face off. Lance Cruz North um, was a flashy little team. I don't I don't know if Ringstad and Gooley are back, but if they're back. It's worth it just to go and watch them play. <laughs> not, not, not to mention that Marysville is kind of fun to watch. Like that, that one, that one's got like ten to seven written all over it. <laughs> I don't know. I think McKinney might take exception to I, that. I, I know that, but sometimes there's only so much you can do. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> those two guys were pretty good last year, um, and Lanscruz North won that uh, regional. Uh, against um, uh, that Northern was in. They beat Northern in the final. Uh, so, PH and Northern is the 3 o'clock game on uh, Friday. The game before that is Marysville-Anchor Bay, and I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that one. That's always a really good game every year. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the consolation game will be played on Saturday at 1 with the championship game at 3 o'clock between Friday's two winners. And we'll have all of those for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All and right. before we get it all started, Brady will be at uh, Ford Field for the Ubley game. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. So, a busy weekend.
2: And I have to get there bright and early. It'll be good for you. It builds character. It does. It does.
1: So, um, anything else? I just want to remind people, in case they've forgotten, because generally when we've brought up Sandusky, it's the name change. <laughs> but girls' basketball season will be starting next week. And Aldemont is on the chase, Mm -hmm. and he's going to get it probably sooner than later. Yes, he's
2: seven games away from tying, eight from standing alone. And 10 from from doing
1: something that nobody's done. 800 wins, which is ridiculous. Uh, Okay, again, we're talking about a sport where you play 20 to 25 games a year. If you exclude the playoffs, you'd have to go
2: undefeated for... What, 40 seasons to get to 800?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it's just, it's dumb.
2: In a good way. <laughs> if if I, So, just to put this into context, if I started coaching a team this year and I didn't lose a regular season game, I wouldn't hit 800 until I am 66 years old. Yeah. I would not hit that mark until 2062.
1: They should rename the whole town, Demot. They should uh, rename the county, DeMott County. Or or the team. Al, Al, wouldn't, Al wouldn't like it, but come on. Don't be so good. 800 wins. He's going to get there. Yes. He's going to be the all-time winningest coach in the state of Michigan for girls' high school basketball, and he's always been at Little Sandusky.
2: Right. And the previous record holder, Frank Orlando, was at Country Day. Yeah.
1: Where he cheated. <laughs> 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 or where at least it's easier for him to get Yeah. Elite you don't players. have
2: to get what you you don't have to make do of
1: whatever just comes through that generation. Yeah. There there are no down seasons because if you have a down season, it's because you didn't go out and get talent. Uh whereas opposed to at Sandusky, it is you get what you get. Right.
2: So All right, Dennis, anything else? Um, Again, Wednesday will be the Ubley State Championship. We'll break it down, uh, preview show, and hopefully we can get someone on for that. But anything else? That's all I got. All right.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.